This show is brought to you by my friends at Alliance and Trust. In wild times like these, you need more than financial product salespeople. You need a firm that looks at the entirety of your life and helps you with strategies that coordinate all disciplines of good stewardship so you can manage wisely what God has given you and thrive in these times of chaos and confusion. Have a team that acts as consultants in the business of you. Let Alliance and Trust help you plan for what's next. To learn more and get your free copy of Alliance and Trust's book on financial stewardship, Wisdom Before Wealth, visit friendofbrice.com or call 805-371-8020. Welcome to the Bryce Eddy Show. So this is one of my news segments. And uh, before you plug in here, I would love to implore you guys to follow us on Rumble. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. Share these episodes with your friends. That's how we grow. And if you'd like to follow me on social media, I am at Super Bryce Eddy and the Bryce Eddy Show. If you want to follow me on Twitter where I'm getting all sorts of brain damage, I'm at Bryce Eddy one. So... Today, I'm calling this and a couple other episodes supremely good decisions because I'm going to hit on a couple of the Supreme Court decisions that came out. um, You know, really, we're going on two weeks uh, now because I did a nice little vacation. But we uh, we had a number of things that SCOTUS in um, in order to help us celebrate the defeat of Roe v. Wade, they issued some beautiful decisions in regards to student loans, affirmative action, uh, business, religious freedom, and even constitutional carry. So, before we get into the uh, uh, details of all this stuff, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about Sound of Freedom. So, the movie by uh, Tim Tim Ballard, uh, Angel Studios put this thing out. They had to raise money to do it because it was essentially shelved by Disney. And so Disney, um, I wonder why, did not want to release this thing. So there was uh, quite a bit of, of drama and effort on the parts of Tim Ballard and the folks that wanted to put this thing out. Well, they got Jim Caviezel to play Tim Ballard. This is a very well-documented story, actually. Uh, The raid itself is on video, and so they tell the story about Tim Ballard going and doing an operation to rescue these kids, and the story centers around a, a pair of siblings. Now, what we're seeing in the media very quickly, because this thing had opened to the tune of $40 million and essentially displaced some major Hollywood fare like Indiana Jones and other films that they were expecting to have these spectacular weeks, um, it, it, it really caused an uproar. But it caused an uproar for a couple of reasons. Of course, it's, it's a, another example of go woke, go broke. And if you tap into the culture that we're in right now, you're going to have some success. And, and we're starting to see people, again, wake up, get fired up. Um, you know, the, the folks that are being red-pilled, the folks that share our values are interested in good content, not the stuff that Hollywood is cramming down our throat. But what we immediately started to see was a tax on this thing based on the idea that it was QAnon adjacent. Or um, uh, one of the other ones I saw is it was a superhero movie for dads with brain worms. 
And, and why would they be doing that? Because, again, there was no mention of QAnon stuff in this. There was no mention of QAnon conspiracy things. It's identifying the fact that there is child sex slavery alive and well in this world. And, in fact, it has been an, a, a growing industry. And it is certainly something that's um, uh, offensive to a lot of people to even think about. And I think for two reasons, um, the, the movie is got some detractors. Number one, it's because we have a lot of people out there that – do not want to face the idea or the thought that kids are being trafficked um, and human beings are being trafficked for uh, work in the sex slavery trades. I mean, that is too crazy for a lot of uh, normal people to want to contemplate. I mean, it's it's a sickening thing to even imagine. So just based on denial alone, there's a lot of people that are uninterested or are blasting it or are absorbing the left's attacks and saying, yeah, I'm not going to see that because, you know, I, I don't need to hear that stuff. And, and oh, yeah, it's it's uh, I, I hear that it's uh, a bunch of junk or it's exaggerated or it's not true and that that kind of a thing. But the uh, the other reason is because. We have a, a cabal of elites that actually engage in the sex slavery trade. And, and we know that certainly because of the Jeffrey Epstein story, among others, where um, no one has been, uh, none of the customers have been convicted. Um, but of course, Jeffrey Epstein was um, suicided. And you, you have uh, Ghislaine Maxwell uh, rotting away in prison. But no one is being held accountable for what they were doing um, on the customer side. So, uh, again, I think that uh, you need to see it. It is a hard thing to watch, but it is well worth it. It's beautifully acted, very well told story. Um, and you will be uh, um, emotionally uh, like I was a wreck the entire time. It is a, it is a hard movie to watch. But let's get back to the Supreme Court and the decisions uh, that came down. So the first thing is one of the most um, uh, major, let's let's call it, um, uh, let's let's call it the major pillar of the left's religious order, and that is affirmative action. So affirmative action was effectively defeated. So there's two um, different uh, schools of thought. There is the idea that we are all equal, and we all have equal opportunity in this world to pursue, especially here in America, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which is really property. Um, but the folks on the left have this idea of equity of outcome. So what they believe they should be doing is um, they believe that they need to give advantages to certain classes of people in order to uh, pave the way for their success. So they give them an advantage because they would otherwise be disadvantaged. But there's a couple of problems uh, uh, about that. Number one, what it ends up amounting to is they actually have to cut the legs out from underneath. And, and we'll insert a, a beautiful little graphic uh, in this video here um, in the way that this really works out. But there is a idea that they're going to advantage certain people over others. But what they're really doing is is breaking the legs or cutting off the legs of the folks that they um, uh, that that they're doing this against. Um, so someone suffers, and in the case of this um, 
of this Supreme Court case, it was called Students for Fair Admissions versus Harvard. And it was a racial preference case based on how Harvard was admittedly treating Asian uh, uh, applicants. So Asian applicants were tested and rated lower based on uh, personality things and, uh, you know, things like likability, kindness, being well-respected. So they were knocking the Asians back uh, in order to uh, really affect the outcome of who was being enrolled in Harvard. Now, the uh, Asians, as uh, we know, uh, score on average higher than, than those of whites and those of other minority groups. And so uh, because of that, they, instead of having those objective measurements, you know, their performance and all of that, they were um, working against Asians so that they would not be advantaged based on those normal uh, metrics. And so, again, it's the idea that we are going to take a, a meritocracy and the way that we need to be doing things as a culture, and we're going to uh, you know, pull the levers for some folks, and we're going to cut the feet out from underneath others. And that is completely wrong. Summer is here, and Good Ranchers wants to give you what you've been craving, a nice summer steak on the grill. Can you hear the sizzle already? I'm not sure what your favorite steak is, but mine is literally every steak I get from Good Ranchers. Every cut that they source from local American farms is hand-cut, trimmed, and aged to perfection. Good Ranchers is proud to be a trusted source for high-quality, all-American meat, and they are the way to get the most out of your summer grilling season. So head on over to GoodRanchers.com and pick up your box. They have ribeyes, New York strips, all-natural burgers, and all the delicious chicken you could ever want. Plus, it's $30 off with my code Bryce. With 85% grass-fed beef imported from overseas, Good Ranchers wants you to put American meat on the grill you can feel good about and trust. Whether you're planning a backyard barbecue, a family picnic, or a beachside cookout, they've got you covered with honest, transparent products that deliver on quality, price, and flavor. This is the perfect time of year to easily change the way you buy meat. So head to GoodRanchers.com and use my code BRYCE for $30 off any box. Forget about the summer bod for a minute and focus on summer meats. With Good Ranchers, you can feel good about the 100% American, locally sourced meat you're putting on your grill and on your plate. Make this summer one to remember by starting it with American meat delivered to your door from GoodRanchers.com. Use my code BRYCE for $30 off at GoodRanchers.com today. So in the court documents, one of the things that was uh, discovered, and again, this is where people um, who are denying that this is going on are not paying attention to this case, but Harvard's own internal investigation into their policies found that they created a bias against uh, Asian American applicants. And you know, they never made any of that, um, f those findings public for obvious reasons, but it was part of this lawsuit and it's why it came out. And um, uh, it, it's the reason that the uh, case, I think, was so uh, perfect for this situation is because here is a school that was doing it, admitted to doing it, knew they were doing it. And, uh, and we have to return to a meritocracy. So uh, first, that, that kind of begs the question, like, 
what does affirmative action really mean and, and what, where did it come from? Well, affirmative action, actually uh, the first known um, document about affirmative action in our government was really uh, JFK. In an executive order in the early 60s, he said we needed to take affirmative action. Uh, but this executive order was really a provision that government contractors needed to ensure that applicants uh, employed, uh, uh, that applicants are employed and employees are treated during employment without regard to their race, creed, color, or national origin. So what it was is actually um, the exact opposite of how affirmative action um, started to be being played under modern liberal folks. Uh, and again, remember, JFK was a Democrat. JFK was a hero back in the day Two Democrats. I mean, he was for the little guy, all stuff. So what he was saying in this affirmative action executive order, number 10925, was that you cannot penalize people for being of a different race, creed, color, or national or origin. You know, you cannot, you needed to hire on the basis of merit. So it was actually a colorblind uh, executive order. That was the intention. And then it got perverted, as people do, and certainly as the left, the left seeks to destroy. So the left ended up taking it from that to then favoring uh, one race over another, which is uh, really, truly wrong. And and the reason, of course, is it, it naturally divides us on the basis of race. So it, it sets and pits races against each other. And then it ultimately harms the people it pretends to help. And I say this because when you gear a society as a meritocracy, you get both competency and diversity. The um, idea on the left is, okay, well, there are people who are disadvantaged from a cultural standpoint. Um, you know, slavery existed, and so these folks were beaten down. Uh, there was syst uh, systemic oppression and racism following slavery and all that, so... Uh, they are hampered, and there are these headwinds against them. Well, those headwinds exist on any culture that is at the bottom rung of society, and usually it's the late entrance or the new entrance to a land that are on the bottom rung of society. Um, ask the Irish. Uh, ask the Asian Americans that um, were, were taken uh, and, and enslaved. I mean, the uh, Irish suffered greatly um, at the hands of uh, uh, people here in America back in the time that they arrived on our shores. Um, the Asians were, were actually um, uh, particularly uh, harshly treated. In fact, you know, let's not forget that the, uh, uh, the Asians that uh, built the railroads were, were abused were, were held in essentially indentured servitude. And, um, you know, during World War II, uh, they were actually put in encampments and in, in internment encampments. So um, with that, what happened was there was no artificial leftist um, positioning of these folks to advantage them. And so they pushed through these headwinds and grew strong as culture. Because what is going to happen naturally is you're going to have people that break out of oppression. And that act of breaking out oppression 
breeds really strong people. It creates really strong people. And those really strong traits get passed down to their kids. They teach them um, through example how to behave, how to grow, how to push against the negative headwinds and the evil people that are doing them harm. And then over time, those headwinds disappear and those things don't exist anymore. I mean, listen, uh, the, the Irish, because they have red hair, get a bad shake. I mean, I understand that. Gingers have no souls. But other than that, they, there is no systemic uh, hatred towards the Irish. You know, they are no longer abused. But again, they were vilified in our culture. And you don't have to go uh, too deep into history to, to figure those things out. So the more we attempt to help people and do things to gin up cultures at the expense of other cultures, we actually harm those, culture, uh, those cultures that we artificially bolster. And, and it is a uh, slow death to them, and that's what we have to completely change. So what should we be doing? It should be a colorblind admission process. We should have to compete against the Asians. We have to look at the Asians that are outdoing us and, and recognize what's happening in their culture. Um, I, I say this um, quite regularly, uh, privately to friends. Um, you know, my, my daughters are violinists, and, and we're, uh, we uh, entered them into, you know, this, uh, you know, difficult musical route, and they flourished, and they've done wonderfully. Well, who are their classmates? It's a, a ton of Asians, a ton of Jewish kids and a ton of Indian kids. And why is that? It's because in those cultures, they recognize, and I've come to recognize how important this is, that music is a school subject and it's a non-negotiable. And it's something that culturally they are going to have their kids do. And they do it without compromise. It, you, you learn math and you learn music. And then these kids go on to becoming, you know, biomechanical engineers and, uh, you know, titans of industry and, and unbelievably kick butt in life. Well, by us competing uh, against them and recognizing that why are they doing so well? We analyze it. We look at it. We say, oh, okay, because they are pushing their kids to do their homework. Oh, they've created incredibly strong families. Oh, they are um, recognizing that there is a authority and a structure in a family and you are going to do what you need to do. And they're emphasizing academics and all those things that we should be doing. If we get advantaged over them, and, and we uh, uh, take it, again, we being anyone who is losing to another culture in a meritocracy, if we get artificially bolstered, it's, it's completely unfair to them and the competition that needs to exist, but it also ends up harming us. And it will, get, it will make us lazier, it will make us worse off, and then over time, we're not passing down those traits in the way that we should. Do not trust these woke banks. Do not put your money into ESG funds. Instead, why don't you talk to the Alliance and Trust family? Finance is in their blood. I grew up with them, and they've handled my entire financial world for nearly 30 years. And as a testament to their talents, they've managed to keep me not just out of trouble, which in and of itself is remarkable, but they've helped me to build real wealth. 
They've assisted me through complex business transactions and family matters. Now even my daughters are working with Uncle Randy to put financial disciplines in place for their futures. Invest with people who share our values and will help you to be a good steward with what God has given you. Let Alliance and Trust help you plan for what's next. To learn more and get your free copy of Alliance and Trust's book on financial stewardship, Wisdom Before Wealth, visit friendofbrice.com or call 805-371-8020. So the principle there, folks, is really, if you want to know what it is, and I've talked about it before, it is our response to stress. It's called hormesis. Just a little bit of stress, just a little bit of pushing hard, pushing against headwinds in life. Uh, makes us strong, makes us strong culturally. uh, Pushing against headwinds in your life and a little bit of stress makes you strong physically. That's what working out is about. That's what creating that stimulus. You're pushing against the weight. If the weight is too intense, it crushes you. If it's just enough to push you harder, you grow in response to it. And that's what we need to be doing culturally. And that is includes folks that are uh, having... Um, you know, suffering in their community. Uh, That includes folks that have been disadvantaged, even by systemic issues, if they actually exist. So this begs the question, though, um, because, of course, you know, affirmative action now being struck down in the sense of these schools, where else is it happening? Well, it's certainly happening in police departments. It's happening in fire departments. It's happening in the boardrooms. Um, I'm not sure how many people understand what's happened here in California with regards to uh, boards. So corporate boards now here in California have an affirmative action component to them where you have to have a certain amount of diversity on your boards. Well, what does that actually do? That actually harms those people that are put in those positions, even if they earned it. Let's say it is the most amazing Uh, black female on the planet, and this woman is a rock star. And I know rock stars that are black female business leaders. Let's say they get put on that board. You know what everybody's going to think here in California after the fact? They're going to be thinking that she got there based on that affirmative action uh, uh, requirement and law here in California. It is terrible for them. It calls into question their competency. And that is the worst thing that can happen to a culture is to have everyone else around them thinking on a subconscious level that they did not earn it. It is, it is essentially same kind of slavery that they are trading. Um, uh, f- you know, it's just, it's just different. It's just a different play on the oppression that, that is happening. And that's why the left have always been the real racists, and um, they uh, they like to um, uh, project on to us and those of us that believe in freedom, liberty, and meritocracy that we don't care about people from other walks of life or other cultures or other racists. They're going to uh, call us advantaged and privileged, and and they're going to play these games while they are supporting actual racist policies. So. These folks are going so nuts um, that Breitbart has reported that Boston University is offering these kids counseling um, uh, in in their law school. Um, They're urging them to seek therapy uh, just to deal with the um, shaking of their very core foundation based on these Supreme Court rulings, which is, of course, completely absurd. And... um, 
I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to say it again. When you gear a society as a meritocracy, you both get competency, uh, competency and diversity. But if you are going to gear a society towards weakness, like telling these kids that they should be in therapy to handle something that, that goes against their desires, you are creating the weakest people on the planet. And of course, we're seeing that all over the place. And we are seeing that going back to police, going back to the fire departments, going back to even airlines. Um, when we are doing affirmative action, even in those circumstances, we are weakening our ability to fight fires, to police our streets, to uh, fly our planes. And it won't be very long before we have real tragedy, and we already are seeing some of it on our streets. We're seeing it, some of it in our first responder class where um, they are hiring people not based on their ability to do the job, but based on diversity. And again, anyone from any walk of life can meet these requirements, anyone but not everyone. And we have to keep that in mind. We need to we need to hire for people's ability and their competency to do the job. All right, folks, so watch the reactions from the left on all of these Supreme Court decisions, and you are going to see the cult at its best because they are actually declaring, in the case of this particular one, there are multiple accounts on there un. Uh, unironically suggesting that now blacks can't hope to make it. Uh, you know, this is going to irreparably harm black folks. They are showing that they have this bigotry of low expectations for people that they are pretending to help. Um, at the end of the day, we need to have complete colorblindness. Let's, uh, let's not allow them to go forward. Um, the other criticism that they are having, which I actually think is a fair criticism, is there is an exemption on this law for military colleges, which they're reserving the right on military co uh, colleges to, to engage in affirmative action. And the thought process there is that um, that's going to ensure that those that are leading these battalions as officers and leading these military units as officers are going to be from you know, similar cultural backgrounds and things like that. And you know what? I don't think that's necessary, and I don't think that that's correct. Um, people follow good leadership, and, and they follow leadership that very many times, very often, looks completely different than them, but what they do recognize is there is a leader. So, folks, go be leaders in your communities and push back on this stuff, and don't allow these crazy people to continue on with this nonsense. I am out. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode of The Bryce Eddy Show. Hey, we need your help. We have a special call to action. Please subscribe to our new Rumble channel, The Bryce Eddy Show. If you've been consuming this on our church website or church channel, go ahead and subscribe to us on Rumble. We need to build those numbers there for that new dedicated channel. For your convenience, we have a link in the description below.